What is up, Art World? We're back. We are back. And uh, I'm kind of stoked for this episode. This is Lisa, by the way, and I have Miss Art World um, sitting next to me. Super awkwardly, she's half on the ground, <laughs> half not. I've never seen anything like Lisa's this. Lisa's on her bed, and I'm just like knees on the ground, elbows on the bed. I don't know. It's weird, dude. I uh, My stomach is like weird today. Do we want to share that with the whole world? Yes. The world, <laughs> my stomach is weird today. Maybe... Maybe because I haven't eaten anything yet. I just offered you food. <laughs> I know, but I'm not hungry because my stomach hurts. <laughs> it's a complicated mess. I can't handle you. All right. So this episode is a special one. This is our listener voicemail episode. Yes. yes. I'm excited. All right. So before we dive in, um, we have some pretty awesome stuff going on. We have an Instagram and some of you may know that and some of you may not. Mm-hmm. But you should follow us at Art World Podcast. Yeah, see what's coming up, what yep. guests we've had, what they do. So if you're listening to an episode and you actually want to see in their studio, we have those photos up on there. It's true. And then from there, you can see that we have a hotline number. So you too can be featured on this episode. Mm-hmm. And that number is 202-642-ARTS. That's 202 642 Two seven eight seven. All right, so um, we are going to play the first one. Let's go. Hey, ladies. My name is Alec. I'm calling from Tokyo, Japan, and I want to know what y'all think about art that is created for the purpose of social media consumption. So, for example, like when people paint angel wings or something of that sort onto walls in LA basically for the purpose of people to take photos with and put on social media. So what are your thoughts on that? Also, shout out to Lisa. I love you. You're hilarious. Keep killing it. Well, thank you, yeah, <laughs> Alec. Thanks, Alec. That was a super interesting question. One sec. I love you, too. Oh. Now we can dive into the question. <laughs> I know I'm guilty of it, of like oh. utilizing the art for Instagram's sake. I love coming across wings and standing in front of them, but would I consider that art? It was at the entrance of an event we were recently at, and we both jumped in on it. For sure. And I I think that they're um, interesting, and they serve a purpose as far as decor, Mm -hmm. but um, I would say... That's the problem is there's like a fine line or a blurry line between street art and things like the wings. Yeah. Um, I would say the wings kind of go into that weird line of is it art? Is it just uh, aesthetic um, thing that people can interact with Mm -hmm. for the sake of Instagram? And how about if a piece is conceptually strong? but it's also made to interact with for the purpose of social media. I think that's a very strong concept Mm -hmm. that I think is great for the, you know, our culture's conversation. So what I'm thinking of is those pop-up galleries or pop-up shows that are basically a room full of mirrors that have lights that have something cool and they're built mainly for not an artist concept but to have people come and take cool photos for their instagram 
So I would say, I'm going to get her name wrong, and I should know her name, uh, the artist that... Yayoi? Yes. She is the original artist that came up with this installation and this concept, and she has a conceptual meaning behind her mirrored rooms. Um, But now all these other people are copying her concept just to have a cool photo to take for their Instagram. And I think that's wrong, but I think her art and her art's concept is fine art. But when you get all these copycats just for Instagram is where I think it doesn't become art anymore. So the first person who did the wings, would you say that was probably stronger? There's Yeah, there's probably a concept behind it. Yeah. Okay. Now it's just everyone and their mom trying to paint wings on a building. Okay. But there's you're not going to knock any artist for creating something where even if it's the original, they have the thought in mind that it's going to be pushed on social media. No, I think that's an interesting conversation that artists should be thinking about is how their work falls into uh, the commercialization. Yes. Or just the tr- our society's trends. So art needs to be thinking now about. Um, technology and how it will affect their art dang but I just feel like this goes it's so opposite of what we've said about creating art to create art and share your meaning and then creating art for commercialization so the thing um, say that one more time I, I just in a way, it almost feels like we're commercializing a piece. Instead of just creating the piece for themselves, it's to express their meaning and their concept. It is strongly created almost in a way of sales, but their sales are social media. So I think it really depends on how the artist comes up with a piece to um, talk about social media. So if an artist is saying, I just want to create this piece because it can interact with social media. That's concept. That's not, uh, that's commercial art. Okay. But if they're saying, I want to create, um, I don't know if I've seen it in public art, but there's, uh, I think it was you and I who talked to an artist that had a Instagram profile where she was interacting with, um, other men who, so she was taking provocative photos and in the sense of gathering um, the way that other people commented or reacted with her. And then she was going to take all of that information and make a greater art piece. Oh, that's so she cool. Was, I don't you, think that was me. She, it must have been Tyler. She was using social media to then create a conceptual art piece that had a stronger meaning. Okay. So I would say that's not commercial art. But she was using social media to her to create new art that hasn't been created. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I like that. But I don't know. I have to think about uh, a public art piece that was made for people to interact. I mean, I guess Plastic Jesus, his pieces, like you can sit with Harvey and take a photo so his sole purpose isn't to have it be posted on Instagram, but that's where he gets a lot of his power in his art is because people are sharing it so much. 
This is true. Um, I like watching your thought process right do now. You? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what do you think? I like it. I think it's fun. The the wings? Yeah. Would you say the I'm wings basic. are art? I think they're decorative art at this point. Mm-hmm. I th- don't think it's fine art. Yeah. And I think fine art ha- uh, comes with original thought. Like it has, you got to be the original person that comes up with this thought. The copycats, sure, they may, they may look like the original person, but you're just copying someone else's. Yeah. And we thought. don't really, do you often think of all public art as fine art? Uh, no, a lot it, of more it, often it's not. Yeah, is decorative to um, there's a hot term that people like to use is beautifying the community. And that if that's your sole purpose for public art, then that's just um, decor. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think we answered the question. But do you, so I guess um, analytics aside, I don't know. Uh, yes or no. Do we like it? Do we like the wings? Any any sort of Instagrammable art? I uh, like Instagrammable art. I think it's interesting. And I think art that really makes the viewer interact with it is very powerful art. Yeah. And honestly, it's good for my brand. So thank you. But if you're an artist <laughs> Just out kidding, there. Yes, I have no brand. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're an artist out there doing wings, like stop doing wings. Do you figure out something that is unique to you because you're just a copycat. Was that harsh? It was, but um, I'll still take a photo with your work. Yeah, I mean, we'll still take photos, of it, <laughs> but we won't consider it fine art. No, not at all. <laughs> all right, let's hit the next one. Hey, Art World Podcast. Love your guys' stuff, by the way. Every episode's awesome. Um, but I had a question. So um, I'm currently dating somebody who is a four-year-old. She'll be five this year. Um, and I was wondering what your guys' tips or ideas to help make going to like art museums or going and doing stuff with art more fun for her. Um, kind of get her more involved because my goal, especially my family, we're very artsy people. And I, my goal would be eventually when she becomes a young woman to really appreciate art and like art. Um, so I was wondering if you guys had any quick tips to make art more appealing to little ones and how to kind of make it to where it's not like oh we're going to an art museum but yeah we're going to an art museum thank you and i'll be listening intently for your tips and suggestions bye guys Uh, so great uh question i think it's super interesting one of the things so i have a, a brother um who would always go with us to museums and he hated going. He was like, oh, there's nothing but a bunch of pictures in here when he was really little. Um, I was that brother. Yeah, you were that brother. Yeah, 100%. But I went to an arts marketing conference and one of the keynote speakers is a lady who runs a business where she hires comedians and actors to uh, do tours. So you join this tour and it's the job of the comedian or actor to do prior research to uh, what is showing at the museum and then create interesting dialogues and share stories about the pieces. So first off, it's entertaining 
And then second, it's educational. And I think with children or anyone who is not into art, this is a great way for, um, this is a great strategy to get people interested. So if I were you and, you know, you know you're going to the Getty or LACMA, I would do some prior research, figure out what is showing, identify a few key pieces and do some homework, figure out what is interesting about these pieces, why you like them and the background, the artists, and then create this story that you can share with your child about about the piece, why it's interesting, why you like it. And your passion and interest will then uh, translate to the child. We're humans. We love stories. That's why there's movies and books. Make art into a story and people will be um, immediately interested. And they'll have a different investment. I love that advice. I would also say on the pieces that you don't have a story or you don't know the background because you're not going to be able to do that every piece. Mm -hmm. Let let the child come up with ideas. Let their imagination go wild. And if they walk up to a piece and they don't like it or they do like it, but they like it not for the right reasons that you may understand as an adult, don't try to correct them. Like, I feel like art should be fun and let their imagination go because if you start trying to gear them too much, it, they're just going to feel more defeated. Yeah, turn it into a game. Turn it into a game where like everything is a yes, you know, every every answer is a right answer. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and then kind of going back to our episode with Phil, draw a lot at home. Make them love creating. Let them draw a blue tree and call it beautiful. Mm-hmm. I think what is uh, interesting about art is art is made for people to critically think about things and it children are great at that you ask why do you think uh they have a dog in the why is the dog doing this like let them like you said lisa create that story behind what they're looking at it's because whatever they come up with is a valid opinion about that piece of artwork absolutely Mm -hmm. all right thank you All right, so our next question came in through Instagram. Um, So this one is from um, an at Diana. And I don't know if she wants the rest of it to be shared, so we'll just leave it as is. (laughs) Just a generalized question of your opinion of erotic art. (laughs) Do you find it to be art or porn or some gray area in between? This is interesting. Very interesting. It's, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's hard um, because I don't want to say all erotic art is not art or vice versa. Like, it's not a catch-all. I think that there are some er- artists that do erotic art for a very interesting conceptual purpose um, that... They use the eroticness um, to make a point or capture um, attention. So there's meaning behind it. And I think in that sense, it's definitely fine art. I do think that there's a lot of erotic art that is just porn. 
Yeah. Uh, it makes me think about the shop that you went into. That was the most awkward experience Can, of my have life. Have you shared that on the podcast? I think it was on one of our lost episodes. Can you recap? Oh my gosh. What was it called? It was, um, oh, I don't remember the name of it. It was something weird. It was this really weird uh, gallery space. It looked like a tattoo parlor outside and it was in uh, downtown uh, Long Beach. My brother and I were walking back from lunch and he was like, oh, like this is a cool gallery. Like, looks kind of edgy. Should we go in? Um, and I was like, okay, yeah. And we walk in and within like 30 seconds, I was like, oh my God, this is graphic. And it was all very, very graphic art. I think one was titled like rape. And then there was one that was like just all vaginas. It was a lot. It was a lot. It's a lot for uh, oh, <laughs> to go with your brother. We, we quickly oh. went to opposite sides and then um, only spoke about the skull head <laughs> that was there and then left <laughs> and acted as if nothing happened. Oh. It was so weird. Did you like walk in and then walk out or did you do the polite thing and look at nope, every we, single so one? So we did the polite thing and um, it, it helped, didn't help. The pieces were small. Mm-hmm. So you had to kind of like walk across the room and get closer to realize what was going on. So by then I was already like we were already both halfway through the gallery and then quickly like like went in opposite directions. Do you remember if there was any signage for like if you came in with children, did they have a warning up? I don't think so. But then again, I mean, it looked edgy. Mm-hmm. It, I thought it looked more like a tattoo parlor. Okay. Yeah. So no. Uh, and not like a like high-end tattoo parlor. Okay. Yeah. And it had a weird name. So I, I don't think it is like, maybe we just missed some signs. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have any children with you, so. Yeah. Oh, and uh, this was like probably like two weeks into the podcast. Erotic art wasn't something that I even really knew existed. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So, and I, I wouldn't say it was like, um, I don't even know if I would really call it erotic art. It was a... Uh, very graphic it wasn't it wasn't turning anyone on unless you were like well unless you were into it i'm sure oh yeah i i'm sorry i'm not gonna knock anyone's fetishes (laughs) (laughs) uh it's just so interesting what you can find uh because like anime is uh definitely very sexualized Oh, yeah. I never even thought about that. And that is a definitely a art form that is huge. Um, and I, I do think so. I, and I'm kind of blurring this line right now of erotic art and sexualized art, because I think for, you know, you look back in history and women sexualized has been prevalent throughout history. Well, I guess that's what I'm kind of curious about, too. Um because I haven't seen much erotic art, but every day on Instagram, there's women being sexualized mm-hmm. and like just so much nudity. But is that erotic art? I would say no, that it's not erotic art unless there's like a sexual act Let's say happening. Yeah, you see that a lot. On Instagram? Yes. Yes. Um, and I would, it's... It's interesting because I I would say, and I can see, uh, you know, an argument, this would be a whole 
podcast that we can get into, but I would say most of the time, fine art establishments, museums, um, galleries, they kind of steer clear from erotic art. And I'm not quite sure why other than the fact that it is a unique taste, like not everyone's into seeing those types of images. Mm -hmm. And so I think from a gallery's perspective, those pieces are harder to sell. A beautiful woman painted is not hard to sell, but a sexual act is, it's not something you would really display in your home. Like buyers aren't, it's not something that you can sell easily. And then as far as museums, it's not, museums are usually, um, focused on family education and so having erotic art is not something that they will usually house house so I I think you don't really see a lot of erotic art in fine art establishments and so it kind of gets uh tucked away into like weird galleries yeah and I think her question isn't even is it like fine art versus art but is it is it art or is it porn or is it just this huge gray area um, I and I think it kind of depends on the the artist's concept behind it. So um, damn conceptual. I art. know <laughs> that's my favorite. So I think I've shared the story on the podcast before. But when I was in grad school, uh, I was kind of across from this second year student who the porn his, star. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So he did. He would watch this one. And I believe she was Japanese, um, Japanese porn star, just her. Um, and he would watch her pornos and then take a screenshot. And it wasn't when she was doing something like in a sexual erotic state, but it would mainly be um, close ups of her face. So if you were a viewer looking at this painting, it wasn't really erotic unless you knew the concept behind it. And then you knew she was in the middle of a sexual act. And that's why she had that facial expression. But his whole concept was uh, that he wanted to uh, emphasize this culture of porn, the graphic images and women. And and honestly, uh, when he was doing his critiques, he would get ripped apart because it was him, a male watching porn and painting this girl that one of my professors was like, just say that you love her, like say that you have this obsession with her because that is something that we as a viewer can understand. But you trying to pretend like you have this concept of culture and porn and trying to bring awareness to it is a lie. Um, Damn. Yeah, it was was crazy. I want to sit in on a crit group so bad. I, there's I would one look too at Arts. all of it. I would just like smile and like, whoa, y'all are mean, but it's so good. <laughs> well, and they're not interesting unless people were being honest. Yeah. Um, but I think for him, he was trying to go about it as a concept. And I'm sure there's artists that are more successful in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can see artists playing with those types of meaning. And there's been some women that have done kind of erotic art um, that would 
be fine art. And I'm trying to think of an example. I know there was a, a woman who went and uh, kind of shadowed prostitutes. Oh, what? Um, but I can't remember what the fine final product of her art was, if it was photographs or just these interviews and stories behind shadowing yeah. the prostitutes. I'll have to look that up. Um, so this is like low key off topic, mm -hmm. but we met a woman, um, at a gallery who's an artist and she strictly paints all of her former lovers and they all look like Fabio. <laughs> and I was like, you're such a badass. And I, and I think they were all like in the nude too. And I was like, yeah. damn girl, like who are you? And I asked her, I was like, do they know about you painting them? And they're like. She's like, yeah, of course they do. They're yeah. all on board with it. Uh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> but for that, it yeah. could be maybe it's not erotic, but it it's on that like cusp. It's but on the cusp. I think that's a very interesting idea that would push it into fine art. Like you kind of you have to know the artist and you question these relationships and why did it end? And there's all these other questions that go into it versus just looking at a nude male that is yeah good looking. Yeah. I just love like the thought behind it. Like she's just like in my mind that classic like artist stereotype of like mm -hmm. let's go through this act and it, I will paint you now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's like uh what's the, the line from t the titanic Paint yeah love, like love your french girls yes. that's exactly what i picture i love the role reversal me too that's of, why i love it if it was the other way i'd be like he misogynist yes <laughs> anyway okay question for you lisa would you consider um who's the the guy that we really like on instagram that paints the New males in the pool. Oh, um, David Jester. Yes. Would you, where would you, would you f have him fall into erotic um, art? That's a tough one. I don't, I don't think his art is erotic. Mm -hmm. um, it's playful. And I think it's like getting towards the cusp. Um, I, Man, that's a tough one. I think some of I his really, pieces are, and some, some of his of them pieces aren't. are, and some aren't. Uh, I I don't know if I would consider them erotic, but some of them are more sexual in nature, and some of them are more playful. Yeah, but I don't think any of them are like too like gra There's no graphic sexual act happening. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you think? I would agree with you. I think it really erotic art really comes down to what is the action happening. Well, and didn't Ryan it? say a big thing is whether it's um, flaccid or erect? Yes. <laughs> and I don't know if that's a like a general opinion for all people. Yeah. Because I am sure that there are people that see or will look at his pieces and immediately consider it erotic art art because they're uncomfortable with the na the male body, the yes. nude male body. But if you like really dissect it and are well, and I think that's kind of in my mind. If you just imagine those pieces with them in a speedo, mm -hmm. they're not at all, <laughs> yeah. and like there's nothing happening. There's no touching. There's no. Well, there there are some where they're like kissing. 
Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But they're not like kissing's just kissing. <laughs> <laughs> That's innocent. It's innocent. We all do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, random other thought that I have. Uh, but I do love his work. I so. do love his work too. I think what he's doing is he's, really interesting. He's phenomenal. I wonder if he would consider himself in erotic art. I don't think he would. I don't think he would. And I actually really want to have him on. Me too. For this listening. Is us officially asking you, <laughs> David. Uh, so another random thought that we're on this topic. Um, I was on YouTube looking at performance pieces mm-hmm. and came across uh, a performance. There's a super famous painting and it's a close-up shot of a woman's vagina, vagina. <laughs> and it's like spread spread yeah. out and it's something of life or ah, I should have looked it up, but um, it's very famous. Mm-hmm. And a performance artist went and sat kind of underneath the piece and no was nude and like showed herself and like stood in or sat in the same stance as the painting yeah and uh the museum ended up kicking her out and her whole argument is why is it okay to have it shown on in a painting and it's not okay for me to show it in public too like yeah the the difference be- what'd be- they say um the museum yeah well they're just, they don't care was there any response i don't know if there i'm sure there was a response like i'm sorry we don't have nude live yeah. models or yeah. something probably politic that's a really political. good performance piece right i loved it yeah. <laughs> it's on youtube um but yeah, I, I, because I think that piece is considered erotic art, mm-hmm. even though there's no action. It, I think it's only considered erotic art because it was the first of its kind to really show the, the, the flower yeah. in its full <laughs> form. It wasn't in like an abstract Georgia or or Keith uh, flower. It's Freaking Georgia O'Keefe. <laughs> She's like my least favorite artist. <laughs> You have reasons for it. I though. do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but I, I do think it's a, interest, a super interesting topic that we really should dive into on a full epi- episode. I think we will dive into it on a full episode. And I think we need to find um, a good guest speaker to join us on this one. Yes. Maybe someone that actually does erotic art that can speak to why it's in yes. their art. So if you're out there, hey you, <laughs> you that does erotic, erotic art. art. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up. Hi, this is really not a question, but I just wanted to comment that I really enjoy your guys' podcast. It's something I look forward to every week, and it's very inspiring. I love all the guests that you have on there, and um, makes me want to go home and create art. Uh, keep up the good work. Um, yeah, I really enjoy it. I just want to let you guys know. Um, it's very, very interesting. And um, I wish you had more because I look forward to them. Um, and thank you very much for the um, for doing the podcast for all us artists out here and non-artists. And, uh, and I also like when you have um, other guests, especially like your last one about the movies. That was very, very interesting. 
um, it was cool how that industry kind of works. I never knew how that actually worked. So good job, guys. Um, and goodbye, Lisa and Miss Art World. Keep up the good work. Oh, um, how can we uh, donate? I'd uh, love to donate to your uh, your program there. I thoroughly enjoy it. Bye. Um, so thank you so much for your voicemail. That's super sweet. So nice. Um, and we appreciate that you are listening. And uh, those voicemails are always super nice to get. Um, I think so we're kind of in this weird spot where we don't know um, whether we are ready to do a Patreon yet. But I do think it'd be great if people do want to donate to us um, that they're able to. So if you go to our website, um, the Art World Podcast will have a donate button up for you. Um, and that's totally up to you if you feel like donating. No pressure. We do want to keep this. Um, let's. Inclusive? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Accessible? But if you're interested in donating, we'll have that up for you as well. Or if you have a business, um, we're open to sponsors. Yes, so. we are. All right. Sweet. Love you guys. Thanks. Bye. Thanks. Bye.